The only way to get more out of your land is to get more out of your equipment. That's why Mystic Lubricants are specially formulated for superior performance and unmatched protection, regardless of the conditions. Learn more at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. You're not supposed to have the uh, external hard drive plugged in, are you? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that one. Okay, we're going somewhere else. I mean, I wasn't told that I need to have the external hard drive plugged <laughs> in anything. What I was told is to hit the red button till we're done talking, and then hit it again, and then stop. And then right here, I wrote file save. I just wanted to make sure because the last time we did this with these guys, we had to do it over. <laughs> we did, we oh, did that's three, right. podcasts. three podcasts. <laughs> we did. Which, by the way, and we should explain this into the mics, it worked out really well. Because all three podcasts were different. <laughs> we, it was we, yeah, we like, didn't use the first one. No, we I could. Well, it was no, gone. We, right. It didn't so exist. We yeah. didn't, but we never, we didn't talk about anything that we talked about on the first one again. That's what like, I mean. We went a complete different direction. <laughs> yeah. We thought we had to recreate the first podcast. And didn't talk about it, anything that we no, talked about. No, we just about. bullshitted for another hour. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nobody learned dang thing about turkeys, right? Well, they oh, learned that's not that true. most turkeys are sold with antibiotics to their system. Yeah. Yeah. Mo- most turkeys are pumped full of as many hormones and antibiotics as possible. Oh, we have a long ways to go tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, is your mic high? It seems really high. Were you going to say something about how she cupped it? <laughs> it helps if you can cut the back of it. No, see, I listen to your guys' oh. podcast, so that doesn't work on me because I know that you tell people, yeah, just cup it with both hands. <laughs> well, I mean, one is fine. It's whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's more of a technique thing. I mean, <laughs> whatever you're used to. Uh, we should try to do just one podcast tonight instead of three. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, yep. Even though two of the last three worked out really well. <laughs> We should re- just redo one again. Just the first one? Yeah. Yeah, so since nobody heard it except us. <laughs> yeah. Was that the deal? Like she was recording on the wrong audio or what was We the- got all done and we were sitting here drinking beer. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and Becky's like, um, I you, don't have you anything. guys? Like we, we didn't record nothing. Like it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we recorded it, but it went off the microphone on the laptop. That so it didn't pick up most of our conversation. No, oh, I think I, that sure. I didn't remember whose was which because we've done that a couple times. Yep, that happened one other time also. But yeah, it was one of them was the audio on the computer was the one picking up, so it sounded like everybody like when you was played down it back. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I was just I'm like, how do you get this dang thing low enough? Every joint is a. I noticed you're being pretty careful about how you grab it. Like, yeah, you don't want to like sitting with three dudes <laughs> who are waiting for me to cup it. <laughs> well, I'll just stare. Come on, do it. <laughs> Terrible humans. <laughs> All right, we got Eric and Erica. It's Sawatzaki is the proper way to say it. We had you guys on like a year and a half ago, at More? least two. Might have been was two it years. pre-COVID? It was. Yeah, I mean, it was December because our baby was what three, four months? No, I think she was five months. So you did have Emma at that point. We did yeah. yeah, yeah. She was yep, really young. I remember. It that. was like our first time out after. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, after, that's right. After having a was baby. she here? No, no. 
Nope, she, my mom was watching her. Oh, I do kind of remember something about that. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had a good, we had a good time. I remember listening to it like a month later when I was driving and crying at one point. <laughs> like I was laughing so hard. <laughs> when I was listening to it, I was just realizing I don't, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Strange. Zach's basement gives me amnesia. <laughs> Step out the front door and everything's lost. I am a little nervous because. Something about this place gives me a headache in the morning every time. <laughs> it's the every air. single time. Yeah, huh? I think it's that the fireplace. Furnace. Yeah, fireplace. It's the fireplace or the. Um, I'm gonna turn that off now. By the way, yeah, that would that'd be or much appreciated. Oh, I'm not warm yet. <laughs> Just kidding. What? You might have to switch. <laughs> Randy, the live sign is not on. <clears throat> I remember to turn the live sign on. There we go. Should really delegate that to someone else. Now I get nervous. Seems official. Yeah, right. Everybody clams <laughs> up on the live sign. <laughs> what do I say? We should just yeah. leave it off all the time so nobody gets too nervous. Right. Yeah. It's kind of bright, too. It is a little bit bright. Hurts a person's eyeballs. All right. You guys got turkeys. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Erica, sixth generation mm-hmm. farmer. Yep. I, I don't remember if the turkey's <clears throat> gone all the way back. Yeah, for for the most part. So our, our farm was homesteaded in 1866, and it would have been like in 1900 when the turkeys came. So they've been here for a long time. A long time. Yeah. And you guys recently went from the egg layers mm-hmm. to now explain what you're doing? So now we are raising antibiotic-free light hens. Oh, see, I missed the free part. <laughs> yeah, they're not antibiotic-free. Yeah, so... It's a little bit of a niche market. I mean, I'll start off with saying that all poultry, all meat that goes to market that you would buy at a grocery store or get at a restaurant doesn't have, you know, antibiotics in it. I mean, it's everything is tested on the farm before it would go to market. But for us, we have that label on our turkeys because we actually do not give them any antibiotics, you know, at all. So like if my turkeys are sick, for example, that's kind of the last tool that I have in my toolbox. So a lot of times we try a lot of other other methods to try and help, you know, help them kind of work through some sort of a disease challenge. And if and if that really doesn't happen, if that doesn't it's just not working, you know, then we work with our veterinarian to give them antibiotics. But so kind of a long <laughs> long explanation, but these turkeys that we raise, they're all girls, they're hens, and we raise them until they're each flock will vary, but between 12 and 14 pounds generally. And so that size of turkey is kind of what you think of for a Thanksgiving turkey. You know, it's, it's, it's that size that you would you know, eat on Thanksgiving. But I'm going to plug this. You can eat turkey every day. It's just, you know, it doesn't have to just be on Thanksgiving. You can <laughs> eat turkey every day? Every day, yeah. Yeah, it's not just a Thanksgiving meat Randy's making notes <laughs> for later. Like, can eat turkey every day. Yeah. I got to save that for later. <laughs> I got a question before we move on from that. Yeah. If you have to give them, I got two questions. I'll start. Um, I'll only allow one. Oh, shoot. No, okay. Then I got to think about which one be I want. a really short podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's a one question per, <laughs> it's a six minute podcast. If you have to give them antibiotics, yep. then what? Then it changes the label on your it meat, changes, right? Yep, it changes the label and it actually changes 
what we get paid for, for that flock. So if a flock goes to market, we get a premium for them not ever, you know, receiving uh, antibiotics. And if we do have to give them antibiotics, then we just, we don't get that premium. It's not included in, in what we So you just paid. throw them in a different barn and <clears throat> nope. keep so track they, of them or, or they stay, I, they stay in the same barn. I suppose it's not, you don't have one individual turkey that's sick. I need to give an antibiotic. No, right. it's a flock. Right. It's, uh, it's a that flock. one becomes your turkey. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 You know, so if you need it, it's, it's the whole flock. Yeah. And so kind of how I, you know, explain it to people is, so any parent hopefully can relate to this, but like when your kids go to daycare, if there's one kid that's sick in daycare, I mean, generally, you know, the rest of them will be sick. And right. so when my when, wife did daycare for almost 10 years and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Then, um, <laughs> Come up with I don't know. Better. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of it, but like, you know, when, when you walk into a turkey barn, you know, those turkey, like there's multiple turkeys that are eating out of the same feeders that are drinking out of the same, you know, fountains. So they're, I mean, they don't practice social distancing. They don't practice social distancing. You have the little X there yeah. <laughs> yeah. that nobody follows anyways, but still. <laughs> Those damn turkeys. Um, <laughs> so disobedient. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, they, so like if, if one turkey is sick, generally, I mean, a lot of them are, you know, a lot of them are going to be sick because they're all, you know, they're all sharing their germs. So if so, need be, you do give them antibiotics. We do. You don't yeah. just let the fox in the hen house. No. <laughs> like, I don't know what we can do for these. They were pretty sick and now their heads <laughs> fell off. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, but I, so like, so this is getting pretty serious, but I will say, you know, as a farmer, so like that's a niche market that we're really proud to provide. I mean, there are you know, there are customers that want that type of product right. and we're really proud to, to raise that kind if, of if label. That's what, if that's what the consumers want, yes. why, why not yes. give it to them? But right. I will say though, as a farmer, it is, it's very hard when you have a flock that is sick and you have to hold off on giving them antibiotics and trying other methods first, you know, yeah. just because that's, that's you try like, how that program You try is. like fish oils or anything like that? seems like fish oils is a- uh, No, it like, would be always, essential oils. Yeah, put essential oils in the feed. I assume, right? A little bit of lavender. There, there are growers Have in you, the poultry industry that do that. Do you ever try that peppermint? Nope. So what we've tried is oregano. I don't know if that counts as a, an essential oil, but there's probably an oregano essential oil. I don't oh, know. Oh, I'm struggling now. Is she being serious? Yes. Yes. Like, yes. If, if it you, looks like molasses. It's liquid oregano. Yes, liquid oregano is what it's called. And if you and literally, if you walk into well, I'm, you both, I'm like, I'm dumbfounded. Yeah. I thought you were being sarcastic. No, no, I'm, no, I'm being, I'm being very serious. So when you walk into our workroom, so like you both, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You both have been in our barns. So we have a workroom in each barn where we put on, you know, our, our coveralls and then our boots for our biosecurity. PPE. The PPE. Yeah, that's right. To go into the barn. And, and in those barns, I have what we call a chemalizer. It'll just inject whatever medicine or whatever. I'm giving those turkeys into their water. So it's like a proportioner, you know, it'll proportion it out. So, but if I'm giving oregano, the workroom in my barn, it almost smells like, like a pizza place. And I make you hungry. Like a pizzeria. No, it's like a pizzeria. I'm serious. We, it's that oregano. You get the munchies when you're working. Like that. Yeah. That's a different, that I, is, I, that's I, nothing to do with the smell. Green plant. I mixed up. But, um, that's one of the the things that we've tried. I mean, the, there's a few other things, but in general, the my first go to and actually kind of every day, I keep the water pH pretty low, and so if if I start to notice, 
you know, that my turkeys seem maybe a little off, I'll just lower the pH of their water even more. And a lot of times that helps. Um, I think it just kind of gets their guts, you know, back in shape just by changing the pH of the water. How do you do that? What we use on our farm is phosphoric acid is, is what it's called. There's other products out there that growers use. This is just what we're able to get in a large quantity and use. And other growers have used it and it have, it's like, been successful. You use like vinegar? You can use vinegar. I haven't used it. Just it seems like you have to use a lot of it to. And you'd have to smell vinegar. And you'd have like, to smell yeah. vinegar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. smell vinegar. Oh. It makes me sick. Yep. <laughs> I hate that. The birds yeah. have to want to drink it. And they, right. Like you can't overdo it. Right. Sure. So of anything. If, yeah. So like if you change the flavor of the water. So like with oregano, we were talking about oregano. If you use too much of that, especially at a really young age, they can kind of smell and taste that in the water. They'll stop drinking water. And that's not good either. So whatever product you are using, you do have to be aware of that. So how, when you, when you lower the pH and you <laughs> use this phosphoric acid, mm-hmm. is that what you called it? Yeah. Is it like a direct injection into the water lines that are feeding the waterers? Or are you walking around putting a tablespoon? <laughs> <laughs> so the injector that I just mentioned, you know, earlier, I put it in a bucket with water. So it's already diluted. And then that injector proportions it out. And it's like... Is it one ounce to 128 gallons? Like it's so. But it's skill. it's directing it but right into the water it, lines being yes, sent right out. into the water lines that is going into the Martin. It's, it's not enough to like melt the skin off your hand. No, no, so I mean, no, no. Did she, you always think of that. She, she'll mix a, a small proportion into a five gallon bucket, and you have to wait till the end of the day to see it even lower. Like it hasn't drawn very much of that water all yeah. that mix. Very slow. Yeah, it is yeah. Slow. I know in my hot tub when I put it in. Like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. And then it like tanks. It's yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. And then when you get out, do your feet itch? <laughs> no. Sometimes when I get out of my hot tub, my feet itch real bad. I should talk Something to the water lady have, about that. You have other issues going on. <laughs> also, it burns when I pee. <laughs> yeah. yeah what have you been doing with your feet? <laughs> <laughs> Two totally Becky, unrelated Becky's issues, Becky's got a foot thing. <laughs> I feel like I should be making notes on this for later. <laughs> Something's messed up with your feet, Beck. We should mention she's not here today because she had a very important <laughs> Eagles concert to go to. I feel a little shame that I had to Google who that was. What? The? Yeah, I'm. You then, don't know then, who the Eagles are? No, and then when the songs popped up, I'm like, okay, I know that song. I, know I thought song. you were joking. No, I wasn't. Randy is completely musical. <clears throat> you illiterate. hang out with this guy? <laughs> he. I mean, if you. Well, I'm not going to show you all of my Google searches, but that's one of them. <laughs> I mean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and only only one of the three that involve Eagles. <laughs> right. <laughs> So then when the songs come up and I'm like, oh, okay, I know that song. I know that song. I know that song. I couldn't have told you who they all sang wow. it. Like, I could care less. I haven't that heard that. Up? That is. <laughs> no, I, nothing. I've never owned a CD. I think I've probably mentioned that on here. You've mentioned that many times. Yeah. I don't know about on the podcast or not, but I that's could care really less. It's just up. background music. That's for, weird, just, man. Yeah. I can't believe that for somebody your age, like our age, like, and you never owned a CD. Everybody I was with always had stacks and stacks of CDs. Like, I'm, what would I buy my own? Like, You yeah. never drove by yourself? Never went on a road trip by yourself. Then I just listened to the radio and I had Sirius XM like the day it first came out. 
so back in Deal. I was like 16 yeah, or something. What about no, when you I mean, want to hear that song? <clears throat> you needed a CD. Oh, you buy the album because there was even, one good even song. Even today, there's never. I'll never Google a song because I want to hear that song. Like I, I care less. I want to hear music. I want to hear something in the background. I don't, I don't necessarily That's, pick out like, ooh, I'm in the mood for this right now. God, I've yeah. got CDs all over just because of once like exhibit. You know, exhibit rappers. So, 1999. Exhibit, have exhibit on Pandora. Yeah. That's one well, of my God's Pandora smack. wasn't around in 1999. Well, nobody's buying CDs anymore. <laughs> right. Randy, you know that, right? No. There is people that still are. <laughs> it's like buying stuff on vinyl, but we buy it on CD. So you would literally get in your car and be like, I want to hear Nirvana right now and flip through your CDs and pull out a CD and put it in. I want to hear track five. Yes. That's exactly. Oh, see, I've never had their Or that. if you nope. were super fancy, you had the five or six yep. CD changer underneath your seat. Uh-huh. My first pickup had that when <clears> I bought it, and I just had like six CDs in there at all times. <laughs> How do you pick up chicks? Yeah, it didn't. They just they just <laughs> never jumped asked. in. They just jumped in. I never had to pick them up. <laughs> Speaking of picking up chicks, is Tina coming? She's running a little late. She's, She's coming. Stuck somewhere listening to Exhibit. <laughs> I think she got stuck DDing for a bunch of people. That just popped up on her? No, they went to one of her old coworkers. Dad passed away, so they went to his wake. Like the whole group of them that worked there. Yep. And then I think they went out for supper. Yep. And Tina ended up being the responsible one. And is now <laughs> dropping people off. <laughs> Way to blow it, Tina. You were responsible. Yep. It happens every time. Uh, I'm good yet. Yeah, I got I'm I got four ounces to left. Pick some corn tomorrow. <laughs> try. Try. You're gonna try. Yeah. Good, good luck. It'll be what? <laughs> we'll succeed, but Yeah. Is someone crying? What is that? Is that a real cry or a fake cry? Oh, that's real. Seems fine. Someone fine. chucked a snack at someone. Oh, I got that much out of it. It sounds more of like a my feelings are hurt cry. Yep. Yeah. They'll get over that. <laughs> you can tell if it's a serious one. If it's serious, one of the one of the older kids would have run down here by now. Yep. Yep. And you guys, speaking of picking corn, you guys are farming more land or farming all the land. Mm-hmm. Anyone want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. 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 We're back to full production when we... And maybe we talked about this in the last podcast, but if we didn't, we, we decided not to run all of our <laughs> acres during the transition. The, the, the idea was let's get the transition done and let's just go down an acreage and we'll come back to it all full speed ahead yep. when we get a year or so under a belt. So this was our first year back at full production. Back in full production. Yep. Plus After two or three years? Two. Of less? Two. Two. Two? Yeah. You were still farming some of the we land. Still, yeah. 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 Just you let some of the other farther yep. away, whatever. Yep. Well, we kept yep. our, we kept renting what we rented and we rented out what we own. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Basically yep. to yep. save contracts. Oh, that makes yep. sense. Yep. I was, I was going to ask like, how does that work with landlords? <laughs> but that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sure. Yep. And how is, cause you're at school. Yep. So Eric's, I think everyone knows this, but Eric's FFA teacher. Everybody knows that. Right. Why well, did you mention it earlier well, or not? I don't think I mentioned that earlier. If they listen from way back and they remember you guys. Sure. By yep. the way, these are our, we've only ever had one other person on twice, right? Greg. Greg? How about JP? Was he only on once? JP was only on once, but he has grandstanded, grandstanded a couple a times. times. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's just because we're close and easy to get to. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're fun to drink beer with. <laughs> yeah. Those are like the three qualifications. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to be willing to work with us last minute. You got to be close and you got to be fun to drink beer with. Yeah. So last minute, Zach, for everybody, Zach texts us at, what was that, like 3.30 today? 
at the earliest. Yeah. yeah. So it truly was last minute. Yeah. And since I'm like on air, we're live on air, I'm going to throw out a big thank you to my mom because she's watching our daughter tonight. Like, so she stepped up last thank you, mom. minute. Yes. Thank nice. you, mom. Is she at your place or at her place? She's at her place. She's at her place. Yep. Slumber party at grandma and papa's. Not coming home tonight? Yeah. Not cut. Yeah. Whoa. Ooh, that worked out then. <laughs> yep. You're not all that upset about it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to speed this up for you guys. <laughs> Squatsy number two. <laughs> we could talk about that on Off the Husk in another year. Yeah. <laughs> that could yeah. be interesting. But. So you're at school every day. Yep. Every day, all day. Yep. And then so now you're coming home to help. Take crop out or yeah, the- yeah, and so far it's been fine because it's been beans. But once we hit corn, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but we've been lucky. I mean, we ran almost all our beans on weekends. The last two weekends, we basically knocked out our our bean crop. Sure, the weather's been unreal. Yeah, exactly. Been awesome. Yeah, yeah. right. So Randy and I were talking about that an hour ago. Like it doesn't even feel like harvest yet. This has been the least right. stressful harvest I've ever done. I think. Well, and don't you remember how it felt last year? Felt like like no stress right, right. At the beginning right. there, <clears throat> and this year's even yeah even less yeah. So, yeah, but so, then I also remember last year felt like no stress, but then middle of October, right. we had two feet of snow. Right. Yeah. Yep. yeah, we didn't get two more feet of snow in all winter, and the, we were still running half acres, so we actually got done. So I felt bad for we were because sure. we were backed up. We were done too. Oh, yeah. No matter what the weather, we always hammer through because then we want to get back tiling right away. Yeah. So yeah, we we were done last year too at that time. Yeah. But, so, so so yeah, so less stressful, but like, but like you have corn that's down. Yes. I mean that. Like that's got to be stress, you know. So like, yeah, maybe beans went okay, but like the dynamics of harvest will change for people. I was just kind of trying not to think I'm about sorry. that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. We took some of that yesterday, and it would it took two machines, and we covered like forty acres all afternoon. Wow, with two machines. Wow. Good lord, crossing at thirty five degree angle to the rows. Yeah, I mean it's. Imagine the green card had troubles keeping up. We didn't even run a green card. <laughs> we did not run a green card. We dumped on the trucks. We'd we'd go. We could only cut going to the northwest and then we drive back and dump in the truck so you're cutting at an angle and still cutting one way one direction holy cow one direction wow with two machines and we're still going half the speed of normal with one machine so it feels like you're flying and you drive back empty though yeah even i wasn't (laughs) i I go in road gear actually (laughs) stupid down course (laughs) i also learned this week that i don't know if it works on the deer but on the new holland if you Tip the steering wheel all the way down and then fold the steering wheel all the way down. As you're holding the seat down, you can wedge the steering wheel on top of the seat. Then you can get out and take a piss while you're the crane <laughs> augers unloading. So if you have to stop and unload. <laughs> That's handy. It is very handy. I've used it like five times every day since. I think we could do that on the 9600 yeah. back in the day. But since that machine, you haven't I don't, I've to... never tried it on the 690. I never, I've never even thought of it. But, that but must yeah, be so, nice. To so like... when I cut through and I want to jump out, I just... Fold the seat down on top of the seat and jump out. Then you can take a leak while it's unloading. Production's got it. How does that go? That, I was I was just going to say that must be nice to like be able to multitask like that and pee standing up. Nobody said you couldn't. <laughs> yeah. You just, you got to run around to the other side. It's a big platform. 
<laughs> it's just weird when the grain cart guy is sitting there staring at you. <laughs> staring at your bare ass. Yes, that's weird. <laughs> It'll be me. Well, Don't worry about it. Yeah. The weird part is Randy drops his pants to his ankles, too. <laughs> and I still stand on the platform. <laughs> you don't want to climb down the ladder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't actually climb down the ladder normally, do you? If I'm next to the green card, I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, then you got to go behind Like, I don't the... have, I'd have to either pee on my window or just pee towards them. Yeah. Which be a little weird, but I guess. Yeah, well, or if yep. you're pee shy, you got to go around the tire. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that'll happen. Well, as long as he doesn't honk or something or makes eye contact as I climb down the ladder, we're fine. Right. And I can just turn my back to him, but she can't. Once guys. you realize he knows, then it's <laughs> He knows the second Randy folds the steering wheel all the way to the seat and stands up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a handy feature, though. It is. But now you brought it up, and now the safety team at New Holland's going to have to have a meeting. Like, whoa, our steering wheel goes down that far? <laughs> we need to re-engineer the cab. Yeah. Or there's an engineer sitting there going, damn it, they figured it out. Sorry, right. like, or they're high-fiving. Yeah. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> We they did that. Finally figured it out. Like, that was a design change. I've never looked or wondered, is it like a lawnmower where you can stick a paper clip in the sensor so it completes it? I don't think so. Not I, that we did that with our lawnmower so that Onyx could mow, but. Right. <laughs> the newer ones, though, because I've had, I've had like the, the speed sensor on the rotor go bad. Yeah. And the old ones used to be able to just unplug and like shove a jump wire in there. You can't do that anymore. Like it needs to be able to see the pulse. They outsmarted it. They outsmarted it. I would assume they did something with the same with the seat, but I don't. I don't know that. They need to see the pulse in the seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our grandstanders are here. I can't believe you guys weren't on time. We've been waiting forever. I accidentally sent her coordinates to get to uh, the neighbor's house over here, Anderson's. Yeah. Yep. Did you knock I'm on their door? Oh, no, she, like, did this as I was driving, and was like, oh, you need to turn around. Abort mission! Abort mission! Abort! Abort! (laughs) Should have let you, I'm here for the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Would have been great if they were doing one. Come on in! (laughs) All of a sudden, we have competition, and we're not the greatest podcast in the township. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you come through the children upstairs? Most of them were alive? Yep. Yeah. We dropped off a dog outside, too. Yeah, I just threw him in. Ranger is getting what, along with your dogs. What breed is Ranger? He is a Labrador mixed with a Great Dane. That can't swim? He can't swim. He's bigger oh, than that. You weren't there for that? <laughs> I wasn't there for that, but I heard about it. That was your dog? <laughs> yeah. A lab that can't swim. So it's Great Dane. I saw, <laughs> funniest thing I saw in the world. a video of it, and it was hilarious. Yep. It can barely hold its nostrils above the water as it's splashing in the water. That and it's, it's like it, it's like straight up and down yeah. trying to figure out, like, what the hell? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a dog. Something's wrong with Earth. What's going on? <laughs> he was out there just confident sneezing. What's wrong with Earth? <laughs> Tina's wiener dog's out there swimming around. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Tiny feet. How? How come you can't do this? <laughs> oh, it sucks that you bought it for duck hunting, huh? 
her a really good deal. It was purebred, they told her. Yeah, he was falsely advertised. He was supposed to be a purebred lab. And then he got real funny looking at like four months old. Oh, no. <laughs> and then you realize we should tell swim. on the mic. Well, she just sent me a picture. She's like, I think something's wrong with my dog. And she sent me pictures like this dog has legs for days. And I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure it's a great dance. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, it's, it's a purebred lab. It's only $200. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for a purebred lab. Yeah, that's what I said. No way. He wasn't ever intended to be like this fancy hunting. I mean, he's just a pet, you know. He was in the bargain bin. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Next to an exhibit CD. (laughs) In the field, there's no time for downtime. And when the pressure is on, you need to trust your equipment to stand up to the task. That's when you turn to Mystic for performance and protection you can count on. Mystic lubricants are specially formulated to keep up with your demands. Now, you might be asking yourselves, how can that be? Mystic products are developed in real-world conditions with real-world workers in mind. And that means that your equipment is covered regardless of what's happening outside. With Mystic, you can get to work with confidence knowing your lubricants are engineered to thrive even under the most extreme and unforgiving conditions. Go ahead. Put your equipment to the test anytime, anywhere, because when it comes to superior performance and unmatched protection, Mystic always delivers. And when your equipment is protected, so is your livelihood. It's the reason so many folks choose to ride with Mystic. Because out here, performance under pressure isn't a request. It's a requirement. Go to mysticlubes.com to learn more about their line of products. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. Eric, I'm interested in the greenhouse thing. Yeah. Can you talk about that? I can talk about it. Yeah, let's hear Let's hear about the greenhouse situation over there at the school. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Were we talking about it in the first podcast? Oh, I think we're pitching it, but we hadn't gone very far. It might have been the first podcast, so it missed the oh, second. Oh, didn't. Yeah, nobody heard it. Right. <laughs> so it, was the, <laughs> it, was, it didn't make the second didn't or the third. recorded. <laughs> no, yeah, we're, we're just about done fundraising for a greenhouse for the FFA chapter, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people that listen to the podcast have FFA chapters that have them, but we just we didn't hear at West Central Area High School. So when I got here, I immediately knew that we did not have hands-on plant science, and as you two know, what do we do around here? We grow plants really well. So why why out of all the subject areas are we lacking in plant science? So the pitch was, let's do that. And then as I started to pitch it in the community in 2019, in the summer 19, we had some Lions Club members say, hey, we want to end hunger issues around here too. So let's do this together and let's have a greenhouse that teaches kids about plant science, but also let's grow some food for the food shelf on a consistent basis. And so we pitched it then. We started fundraising Oh, December 2019, everybody knows what happened the next spring. We thought we were going to have to slow things down, but actually from December of 2019 until, well, now, during this whole pandemic and everything, we've raised $291,000 for this greenhouse. So we've, we've that's crazy. seen a lot of support. Yeah. So no construction has started on that yet, right? Right, yeah. We're in the bid. We paid the down payment, so it'll be built between May and July of next summer. Next summer. Yep. So when you say like a plant science and you want to grow some stuff for the food shelf and everything, like what, what are you planning on growing in there? So as an example, our local electric co-op, they found out what we were doing and they wanted to kind of jump ahead. They were planning a project already. And so 
they bought this hydroponic system that they've given to us now. So this is kind of the precursor. So right now we're raising hydroponic lettuce, tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, that kind of stuff. And this is an eight foot by 12 foot section. And we're raising 36 to 40 heads of lettuce a, a week. So we're going to raise about 2000 heads of lettuce a year, just in an eight by 12 area. You're like a fish house. Basically, looks like a fish house. Do you have fish in there too? No, that'd be aquaponics. So this is just that'd hydroponics. Aqu- ah, yeah. So I've got to okay. use, so I use nutrient fertilizer. So it's sure. just a liquid fertilizer yep. mixture. So we talked about aquaculture in the greenhouse. It's a possibility. I'm not saying no, but we've had a lot of issues with the hydroponics too. It's a lot of moving parts. So it'll be a challenge to add fish to that mix. Add fish in there too. Yeah, as a, as an educational tool. I mean, I would maybe you get fish and wildlife on board, and they could yeah. just move the fishery. There you go. Like they could use that as part of their <laughs> works out well for everyone. Right. Yeah. Get some walleye in there, and we can have some trophy mounts too. Yep. Keep them out of my hair. Like <laughs> different division, but you know they're busy at the school. They're not going to bug. They're not going to worry about you out there. <laughs> Will the greenhouse be heated other than by the sunlight? There's backup heat, but I toured basically the exact greenhouse that we're going to get at another school, and it was February of 2019, 2020, February 2020. It was 20 degrees out. We were there for an hour and a half, and during that time, the heat never turned on. The ventilation, the vents on the top of the roof opened up twice and let heat out because it was too hot in there. Mostly from solar. Yeah, all solar. Oh, no, I, I figured you toured one like Florida or something. No. <laughs> no. <that's, laughs> nope. What size is this thing going to be? 32 by 60 feet. 32 by 60. Yep. And I'll have a couple of rooms in it, so it'll be separated. And I imagine you're going to grow like multiple species of plants. Yeah, I kind of two sections. One section is going to be mostly for the food shelf. So vegetables is kind of the key area, some herbs, that kind of stuff. The second half will be most of our agronomy. So we're going to put in corn and soybeans and even some weed seeds so they can identify like weed seedlings in the first few stages of growth so that if we want these kids to become our next agronomists, they should start seeing it if they haven't lived on a farm themselves and seen it themselves. You'll never be able to get rid of all those. I know. (laughs) Put the weeds in there and that seed is going to stick around forever. I got a system we're working on. We're going to figure out a way that if we have to, we've got to, you know, we'll do a kill and and remove and then replace because we're just using potting soil. We're not using... You know, we're not out in the environment, so we can seal this thing off and burn everything off and then restart the next school year. So we're going to have that issue, but we'll work on it. Will you shut it down this summer? I don't think so. You know, like I said, I got two rooms, so I'm thinking right now we're going to keep the vegetable production, but we'll shut down the agronomy side or at least reduce what we do in the agronomy side. We'll see. Are you hoping that you'd have students come in the summer and help yep. out yep. Yep. also then? Pretty much every day. And we had that this year with that hydroponic system. You did? Okay. Yeah. In the summer. Mm-hmm. You had students coming in every day? Every single day, even the weekends. Yep. Were they cycling through or do you find that there's like a There's certain- only a small number that are, you know, really going to be committed. And you know, our district, our, if for people that don't know, our school district is 55 miles across. So you've got to have somebody who's close. So I had a student who happened to work at the local agronomy center in town there. And so she would check it basically every weekday. And then I had other students do the weekends. Sure. So, but we're also monitoring on our phones too. So I've got monitors on my phone that tell me the kilowatts being used. We're installing things that are going to tell me whether or not there's a temperature issue or humidity issue or whatever. So we might not have to be there daily in the near future. Is this a ton more work for the egg teachers? Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. In the beginning, the more students that learn how to do it, 
I think that we're going to have, you know, plenty of people that could handle it and, and I don't have to touch too much of it, but this isn't a situation where like the family wants a horse and dad has to do everything with that stupid horse. <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'm, running, I'm, I'm dealing with a stupid horse every day, but, but I'm teaching them how to do the, <laughs> the chores. They're getting there. Eventually. Why do, why do yeah. we have to pick on horses? <laughs> I, you know what? I like horses, but so do my daughters. And I'm just like, no, nah, I know what happens if we end up with a horse. It just becomes my burden. <laughs> well, Erica came when we met. She said, I come with two horses and a dog and something about their staying. And we still have a dog. <laughs> it ate the horses. Don't, yeah. don't even get me started. <laughs> no, I think that's fine. Go ahead. Start up. Let's go. Date night's over. I think. <laughs> no, I was mature. I had one horse that was older and I wasn't using. And I knew a young girl that you know, wanted to get into horses. So I, I sold the horse to her and then my other horse. Is this like when Randy charged a dude a hundred bucks for an autograph? <laughs> no, no, I gave her, no, she, her dad wanted to buy it for her. So, and then the second horse I trained for barrel racing and she was at a, like a point in her career where she needed to be hauled every weekend. She just needed a lot of riding time, wet saddles and we knew like wet, wet saddles. Is that a, yeah, what, is that what? an industry term? Oh shoot. I should <laughs> oh, shoot. oh shoot. Cause I feel like I want to use that one in my life. <laughs> yes. Like when you ride a horse, like they sweat. And so that just means like, like routine, heavy riding. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely using that. <laughs> oh, that was, oh gosh. No, no, you said everything you need yeah, to. Go on. No, but anyway, so, but when Eric and I, I'm never talking about horses again. Or heavy riding. <laughs> or heavy riding. No. When Eric and I knew that we were going to come home to my home to farm, I just, I didn't have the, the time for a horse. And so... I sold my horse, which was the mature thing to do. And that was four years ago. And I said, I'm only going to take a year off. And that was four years ago. But, <laughs> but in our, in my defense, like we moved home to farm and then a tornado hit our farm and then we had a baby and then Eric had cancer. And so there's just all these life things that have happened that have prevented me from getting into horses. Again. What I'd have got out of that is that you said you're mature at 32. <laughs> <laughs> I got mature. You really want to sleep it's, on the couch tonight, don't you? <laughs> it's funny how when you're young and, and pre-kids and adulting, you have all these different toys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whether it's horses, motorcycles, snowmobiles, yep. uh, race car, whatever. And, and then, then it gets as, parked in the backyard. As you have to start adulting and as you have mm -hmm. kids and stuff, and pretty soon it's like, uh, yeah, that snowmobile is never going to leave. Yeah, it's gone. And like, I, God, I haven't touched that thing. Like, I put... 300 miles on the bike last year. Like, this is dumb. I might as well get rid of that. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but like horses are kind of an expensive hobby, you know? Yeah. So that's the other part of it. When you have kids that your priorities change a little bit. Yep. Until your kids start getting into horses. Yeah. I've got ponies picked out for Emma already. So yeah. See, I tend to think horses are a lot like race cars <laughs> or go-karts. Like, kind of the same yeah. weird obsession. Sure. Yep. You need a trailer. Need a bigger truck. Yep. You got to go do that on the weekends, yeah. right? Need a faster horse. Need a faster horse. Yep. Yep. Younger women, older whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> However that song goes. <laughs> Piecing into that together. <laughs> got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. Took a minute. <laughs> so uh, to get back on that. Here's Shannon's. Shannon's not even down here. 
No, she's dealing with the dogs upstairs. Isla said that um, apparently one of our dogs is trying to eat Shannon's dog. Oh, yeah. Super long legs. Yes. Purebred lab. Tina texted, like, Shannon will have, what's his name? Ranger. Ranger. Can she put him in the kennel in the garage? I'm like, on a digital, like, I don't know. I figured they'd be, like, dragging her kennel outside. and I told Isla to, if it's an issue, Onyx can put our dogs in the kennel. Yeah. But is is it an issue, Tina? <laughs> is Shannon, like, she hasn't been here before. Do we need to? No, she'll be fine. She's fine? Yeah. She'll, uh, she's got a kennel that she can set up and just. Oh, okay. In. Okay. Anyways, so I told her to do that. She's like, well, he's not an outside dog. <laughs> <laughs> she you know, wonder Great why Danes and Labs, they love being indoors. <laughs> you wonder why the damn this thing can't not, swim. Not, <laughs> <laughs> he lives in a Barbie house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Erica took four years off of horses so far. Does that mean that she buys four horses? When yep. She gets back into it? We better hurry up and buy horses before there's another year tax. <laughs> <Yeah. on. laughs> I'm just trying to get you two to argue. <laughs> Horse fight. Finish off day night right away. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Let's wreck it all. <laughs> Sit at home. What should we do tonight? Let's go to Zach's. I don't want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that podcast again. You know how that is. Hard on our relationship. <laughs> now we got four stupid horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On three acres. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you guys were in here, Eric, you said the FFA was working on an old tractor. Yep. I want to know what happened to that. So, <laughs> same as everything else, there's so many things that have happened, but we did refurbish it. But with everything with the pandemic, of course, you're not doing hands-on classes when the kids are at home. So it's done except for a couple of mechanical things to get it fired up. So it's painted. It's been gone through everything except for going through the transmission. We, we left that be just to see if it's working before we actually tear into that. So. And because it's a transmission. Exactly. Let's leave yeah, that, that go. That's like electrical stuff. You yeah. just don't want to touch, touch it, it until uh-huh. you have to. So, uh-huh. so everything else has been looked through. There's a couple of gaskets that just need to be replaced now that we put fluids in and saw what's cracked and what? dry and whatever. What so was it again? Farmall H. H. Yep. yep. And now we've got three or four tractors lined up from donors already to keep this thing rolling every year. Really? Yep. Just to keep, put another tractor in. Yep. People are just excited already that's happening. So you're hoping to do like a tractor a year? Tractor a year and try and raffle it off and just use the money to keep paying for the materials for the next one and the tools and whatever we need for the program. That's, that is so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been pretty exciting and really good for our gearheads. Really good project for them. I would bet. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's gotta be like a certain, there's certain students that just really enjoy certain things. There's a, a, well, let's call it advisory, but there's a free period in the middle of the day and kids can choose what to do. They could go do homework. They could sit and hang out with their friends. They could be on their phone, whatever, just if they need a chill time for whatever. My gearheads are on the tractor the entire time. They're I can't working get on the H. Yep. And they're all of those guys. You know who they are. The ones yeah. the rest of the teachers think are a bunch of punks and right. don't want to work, don't want to do anything in school, this and that, whatever. No, they just don't they're do the guys well in the shop, though. They're the, the shop guys. Yeah. 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 They don't want to stare at a worksheet. They don't want, they don't want to read through a chapter on whatever English chapter is for this week and do some worksheet on it or whatever. They want to tinker and get this carburetor cleaned or whatever. And that's what they're going to do anyhow. And they know it. Yeah. So they're loving it. They finally have a place for that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a really cool idea. We didn't have anything like that. And like when you said that last time, I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. And it's same with now you're adding the greenhouse in. I I would assume that'll kind of be the same thing. Yeah. It'll take kids. The same 
kids will be in the greenhouse yeah, during it'll that take, time. Or, it'll take kids working in it almost the entire day. Like I won't be teaching in there all day long because we'll still teach animal science and wildlife and all the other classes, but I'll have student workers who are some of the, after they've taken an initial class, they'll be able to be on their own out there sure. managing for me because yep. it'll take that much. It's that big of a greenhouse and that much going on. That eight by 12 that I've got takes three students one hour a day every day of the week just to keep that thing going. There's so much maintenance to it. Sure. You can imagine a 32 by 60. It's going to be a lot. Are there other classrooms, though, that will also utilize the greenhouse? Yeah, they can. I mean, we're going to have food available for the family and consumer sciences, so the cooking classes, the science classes can come down. I I know the art teacher wants the kids to come down and draw pictures of the flowers and even even the fruiting vegetables and whatever. So, yeah. Can I come draw the flowers? You can draw all you want. We won't tell anybody what you're doing. Are you you louder on the weird dude? Are you louder on schools yet? (laughs) Well, certain districts. (laughs) Is there a certain distance there or something? I thought. Yeah, well, it depends on where I'm at. Okay, certain states. Like it's not a, it's not an overall federal thing. Oh, it's not as big of a deal. (laughs) 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 Oh, Randy. (laughs) It's the end of a sitcom. (laughs) Oh, shocks. (laughs) You big buffoon, you. (laughs) Got me again. You can't. This is a podcast, <laughs> Tina. The live sign is on. You know the rules. If you take a phone call during the podcast, you have to put them on the mic. Oh, well, she already hung up. <laughs> Who put Annie on the mic one time? Is it you? Oh, yeah, she was mad. Yeah, we had to edit that out. <laughs> no, we left it. Some of it. Mm, I think some it was very, very little. little. Very, very little. little. It was the funny part, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, to us, the whole thing was funny. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I still laugh about it. <laughs> she didn't think it was that funny. No. Yep. Not at all. Especially after I told her she was live on air with the podcast. <laughs> right. She was mad before I told her she yeah. was on the podcast. <laughs> she was mad enough that Becky picked up on it and was like, yeah, we got to cut a bunch of that. It Jeez. was pretty damn funny, though, on there. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It was. <laughs> yep. Y- yep. Jenny, you got to get one for everybody then. Oh, wait. Sorry. What do you guys want? <laughs> Beer. You guys brought your own. Brought your own. What is that line in Kugels? Regular. Original Original line in Kugels. It's not. It's just a good, regular tasting beer. Just a standard beer. Thank you. Is it like lemonade beer without the lemonade? It's lemonade beer without lemonade. They just forgot the lemonade, and so they just said to sell it this way. So it's probably not I didn't bad. know about it until my father-in-law and brother-in-law had it a few years ago, and it's a good beer. Tina bought me a Blue Moon one time. Mm-mm. Oh, that was you? That was me. Oh, it's one of I my. Thought you wanted it, it, Tina. On a date? It's one of my favorites. No, well, we were on we were on that pedal bike at four the time. Bike, that four-person four person bicycle. <laughs> was that in Florida? It yeah. Was in Mexico? Florida. Florida. Oh, that sounds romantic. It was really <clears throat> funny. We were drinking. We, <laughs> on the we, we were, I was drinking, I think it was Summer Shandy. And then we stopped somewhere. Stepped at a bar and it was my turn to run in and grab around. So yeah. I ran and, and Tina yelled Blue Moon 
for some reason, I knew you were drinking. I thought you were drinking an orange beer also. I took a so big I swig of it, and I'm like, oh, God, this is the worst <laughs> summer shandy I've ever had. Like, like it, what is wrong with this? And, and he wasn't even like, like, oh, you idiot, this is terrible. Like, he was legitimately mad. Like, it was know, that you bad. You bought me a blue moon? I'm like, yeah, I I, I didn't you were know it was a blue moon, moon for a while until you finally admitted, well, yeah, I got you a blue moon. And I was like, no, no wonder. I thought this you were drinking. terrible. I was like, that's oh, weird. That's He's drinking. I, I was like, moon. okay. It was not yeah, good. I don't really care for no, it either. it's not good. I wouldn't there, there have been very few moments in my life where I can't just finish the beer. <laughs> That I got rid of that one. I mean, your defense, I would have been pretty irritated with you also if you got me a blue moon. But it was it was a bad beer. It was a bad deal. It was worse than drinking Mick Golden Light. You drink Miller Light though, so there's well, that's because Miller Light's delicious. God, Goldie Light's was... the only one where when someone hands me one, I'm like, oh god. Oh, do it out of respect for you. See, that's that's it's like going to light. a funeral. That's the Miller Lite for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like going to a funeral. <laughs> I'll just do it for you. I... Yeah. This isn't for me. Believe me. <laughs> it's a bad deal. Goldie Light's a bad beer. Oof. Anyway, enjoy your blue moon, Erica. I will. I didn't even realize she had a blue moon. That's how it, that's how it came out. I missed that part. Two of them. She it's, drank the first one and decided to this, drink a second. This is my third one, guys. Date Oof. night. <laughs> <laughs> not at that rate. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not that much of a lightweight. <laughs> I can handle my beer. <laughs> I feel like that comes with like horse chicks. Right? I thought you meant Blue Moon, and I was going to say, I think Blue Moon is just kind of a chick beer in, in general. Oh. <laughs> you just insulted a few thousand people. <laughs> yeah. I, well, no, I, that is not meant to be insulting. I don't know any guys that drink Blue Moon. I only know girls that drink Blue Moon. I, don't, I know guys that drink that a Blue Moon or two, but not like they won't sit there and drink six of them. But that might be summer shandy, even. Yeah. It's got to be 90 degrees out, and then I can mix one in once in a while. It's got to yeah. be hot out, though. Well, if it's hot out, I can drink summer shandy all day long. Yeah. It just seems unnatural when it's not hot out. It is. It's a bit different. Yeah. Yep. You got to switch back to standard beer. Correct. Like you make golden light. <laughs> not that. Not that. <laughs> just keep drinking the shandy. So what time do we have to wrap this up so you can get to school for the school dance? Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to go chaperone you oh, tonight. that's tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's there, I believe. He is there. Somebody will pick him up. Look at look. At, Tina seems to have no idea where her child was. I knew he went to the football game. I forgot about the dance. Yeah, he was going there also. I think that was the main. Jeez, look at how fast she's game. texting someone. She's concerned. I'm not concerned. Who do you think he's dancing with? Nobody. <laughs> Trevin. It's Milo. Yeah. Trevin. Trevin. Him and his cousin. cousin. <laughs> oh, do you know what they're going to be for Halloween? No. What are their names? Dumb and Dumber. No, They're doing that's it. not their names, but yeah. Harry and Lloyd? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> In the suits? Yeah. Nice. They're going to nail that. They will, too. Those two. They will. Yeah. That's those two. Do they need team. haircut tips? I, I know how to nail the Lloyd Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done it many times by accident. Who's going to chip Milo's tooth? <laughs> I bet Onyx, Onyx could get on that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could probably use the razor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is this his first school dance? Yeah. First one ever? I, yeah, I suppose. You didn't go with him and sit there and watch? 
<laughs> that would be all so the cool fun. kids have their parents watching them at the dance. <laughs> I felt like I had a mom joke there for you, but I no, go ahead. It with wasn't, it, wasn't working out. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't working out. You didn't even start it. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. The, the gears went cogged they together. Were stuck. <laughs> they, were, they, they meshed. <laughs> oh boy, Erica, how many turkeys do you have on your farm? Like right at this moment or in a year? Both. Both? Yeah, I actually have both of those written down. You can answer them both. I also feel like you wanted to tell us both, beans you mentioned. <laughs> we'll, we I will only allow the answer no, to one of those. was it a very <laughs> specific question? Well, it was a good about, segue, How about in though? six it, months? It was a good segue. I don't know in six months. So right now we have, what, like 36,000 about? In how many facilities? In in Thrace facility. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. He asked me weird. She did well. I like it when the guests play along. <laughs> it just felt like that was natural to be weird back. <laughs> well, that was uh, Jim Carrey, Lloyd Christmas. Yeah. In one of his. <laughs> Ace Ventura. Was it Ace Ventura? No, it was Cable Guy. Cable guy. Yeah, maximum yeah. security facility. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I've been able to say that word for 20 years. <laughs> facility. Are you or someone you know looking to add a revenue stream to your farm business? Why not become a community builder with FBN? You can partner with one of the fastest growing companies in ag while choosing the products you sell and working on your schedule. There's no better way to build your bottom line while providing farmers with access to cost-efficient inputs delivered direct to farm so that they can build their bottom line. If you're interested, visit fbn.com build to sign up to become a community builder with FBN today. Okay, so then to answer the second part of your question... I'll be very honest. I don't know that I that I know the total number of head of turkeys that I have in a year, only because in the turkey industry, we tend to go by pound. I mean, I know what I get per head, like each flock, but like year end, we know how much, how many pounds we raise. Like that's just kind of how it's talked about in the industry is so-and-so raises so many pounds a year. So like for us, we raise just, just a little under 2 million pounds a year. Is, is what we raise. She overthinks it. It's like 130,000 birds. Do you know the average? No, I think it's more than the, that. I think it's like 200. <clears throat> do you know the average oh. weight of the bird? So that will vary with each flock. Each Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so. Based on like the molasses you fed them? <laughs> molasses. Uh, based on <laughs> if the treadmills work. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, based on. <laughs> Uh, there's a few things that it's based on. So based on like time of year. So for example, like fall or winter is cooler. So turkeys are generally more comfortable summertime, like especially this summer, you know, I mean, it was like super hot this summer. We had a really, we had a lot of like days that were nineties, you know, humid when it's hot like that, turkeys, they don't sweat like we do, so they tend to be maybe just a little bit more uncomfortable and kind of like us when we're outside, like we don't want to eat, you know. So if they're not eating, they're not going to gain weight. So summertime, depending on your summer in the in the temperature and, you know, for example, like in my barns, we have a lot of fans. 
keep air moving. You know, if you have fans that break down or if you don't have the right number of fans and your turkeys aren't comfortable, you know, they're, I mean, that's just not a good environment for them to, to be in. So, so with that being said, yeah, time of year is going to go into play with that. You know, the health of the bird, have they been stressed at all? <laughs> You're looking at me <laughs> I, like. <laughs> I'm waiting. I got questions. A I, lot of questions. Sorry. So, but, and then the last part of that, generally when our turkeys go to market, it should be at like 12 weeks, but sometimes they'll go to market at like 13 weeks. And sometimes, particularly this summer, because corn was higher, you know, feed costs were a lot higher. So turkeys were going to market earlier because turkey markets were down a little bit and feed was really high. So like I had two flocks this summer that went to market at like 11 weeks old. So they were pretty light. So do you, do you save the winter birds? For Thanksgiving? No. So we actually have our Thanksgiving flock right now. There. Oh. Yep. So most turkey farmers, they get on their farm, their baby turkeys, which we call poults, for Thanksgiving in sometime in, in August. And then they'll go to market generally, you know, like beginning or middle of Thanksgiving. And for our flock, we call them fresh. So like that flock you know, they're not going to go to a freezer. Like they're going to go to a grocery store fresh. And so that's kind of like a really big deal and like a big market for, for us, for, for these flocks. So it's not like over the winter time. It's, they generally get placed in August and then they go to market in do November. F- do you feed them different so they're bigger or do you not want them bigger for Thanksgiving or don't you care? Nope. We feed them the same, same feed as every other flock gets. So Mix in a little pumpkin pie or something once in a while. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah <laughs> so they, so we get a little bit of flavoring into the meat. <laughs> no, I, the only thing really special about, or like different about this Be the flock, stuffing. <laughs> yeah. <What is> that? <laughs> no, is, is that they're fresh. They're not, not going to a freezer. So they so. never are frozen. Not this Thanksgiving flock, what what we call it, but like the rest of the flocks that we raise on our farm, they typically are frozen. I'm getting a note. So I don't note in a Hot Wheels car. To be honest, I haven't bought very many turkeys from a store. You buy a turkey that's not froze. Yep, you can. Yeah. Okay. Well, and our market is the Twin Cities, so that's a difference too. Is that sure? The access is right there for a large population to buy them quick, so they're not sitting in the. Cooler. Yeah, I just died very long. But if you go to Cub in Alec, you know, like around Thanksgiving, you can get a fresh turkey. You can get a fresh. That's okay. Not, that is a thing. I didn't, know, I didn't know that. But it's probably got to be like that week, right? Yeah. Pretty close. Pretty, Ours are pretty close. two weeks probably ahead. They She's going to say something like 11 cold days, enough something for, more No, no, because <coughs> I don't. Well, but I don't know when that flock will go to, to yeah, market we don't know yet. That. You know? I'm trying to think of last year. Yeah. So the flocks, when they come in now, you say that like the weight fluctuates. So they're not waiting for a specific average weight. It's timed because the next poults are coming. You've got to get the current flock out. It can be both because they could be short on a certain poundage and tell us we need to keep you guys as birds going another week to gain some more weight. Like this last flock, we found out we filled a void in our company. Like they needed the birds the weight exactly as they were because they just didn't have enough from the so other does, farms. Does that ever screw with you when they call last minute and be like, ooh, you got to keep them for an extra week? Because I, I assume you have things kind of ready to get cleaned out and ready for a new they, flock type. So they generally haven't called like last minute. So I know my year schedule in advance. So like I know my schedule now for 2022. Oh. But 
with that being said, it it can fluctuate, you know, by like a week early or a week late. You have and a rough draft. I do have a rough draft, yes. Yeah. But like the processing plant will send me my date to go to market two weeks ahead of time. So for example, last week we got a flock of poults on Wednesday and then on Thursday we had a flock that went to market and the flock that went to market was on time, but my um, poults were a week late. So in a week that that happens where I have like poults and loadout, that's really a busy week. Like you have the double though. Yeah. Yeah. You still, so I know when you had the laying hens, when the flock left, you cleaned the barns, you sanitized. I mean, it was a a few week process, I think, if I remember right. or week? Yeah. No, well, our lay barns were probably down for like six weeks. Okay. So they, they were down for quite a long time. So now when a flock leaves, how long before you have that barn ready again for the next flock? So there's kind of a two-part answer to that question. In our brood barn, which is where we keep our babies. So if you guys go to Zach's YouTube channel and you watch our video from, was that last year? I think it was last year. It was last November. Yeah, last yep. November. He was in our brood barn where our babies were there like three days old. So that specific barn, those babies will be in there for like three and a half to four weeks. And then we move them out. And then that process, like what you're talking about, Randy, where we we totally take out everything and we wash and disinfect. We do that every flock. And so generally I have like two weeks of downtime, we call it, where that barn from the time that I empty it until the time that I restock it is about two weeks. Is, is that a busy time for you then on the farm or is that a like a relaxing time? I would say it's kind of a mix of both. Okay. In the back of my mind, I want to get that barn cleaned out kind of as fast as I can, just because the longer that that barn sits empty, the the better, right? So, you know, if you have any bad germs that could make your turkey sick, the longer that that barn is empty, kind of the better. So on one hand, it's a little bit of a downtime, but at the same time, you know, you kind of are, I'm not going to say in a rush, but you just like, it is important to get that barn really cleaned out. Sure. And so then like in the same video that I referenced later on, we go in to see some larger turkeys. So in our finisher barns, from the time that a flock goes out of our finisher barns, those finisher barns will be empty for about six weeks until I stock those. And in those barns, I do wash those barns. So like the feeders and the drinkers, fans, you know, that stuff all gets washed, but we don't actually take out the litter. We do that once a year. So the litter stays in there and we till it and we really work that that litter up to keep it fresh. And then we'll bring in before each flock, we bring in fresh shavings and we put it on top. So brood barn is kind of a lot of work to get ready. Finisher barns, not so much, unless it's that time of year that we're taking you know, all of the litter out and doing a complete wash and disinfection. And I should say that the pressure we talked about two years ago was in the breeder world, that flock was expensive and we had to be super biosecure. Every bird costs at that point, as a day old pole costs like $13. Every bird? Every, Every bird, bird, yeah. Because there were breeder birds, so they're worth more than a market bird. Market birds. So if you didn't watch your step, you got like yeah. $130 worth of birds? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when you talk about biosecurity, we had to be extreme there versus yep. these ones. It's not that they're not valuable. It's just that they're not kept for two years. So like the breeder when, birds. when you're switching barns, are you still changing coveralls, changing boots, yep. doing the whole yeah. scrubbing the boot thing? Yep. We are just between each flock because we always have a younger flock, like a babies, and then, you know, a little bit older flock. So we do keep them separate and we do wear coveralls in our barn. Just You ever let them intermingle? Different. Like for the, <laughs> the older birds kind of? 
show the younger ones like the, some at the turkey dance. Right. <laughs> yeah. See which ones end up on the bleachers watching. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. All the finishers are just sitting over there together. <laughs> so when, when you load them up now, you're loading them onto a truck. Mm-hmm. They're weighing, they're not counting by the head, right? You're not getting paid like by the head. You're being paid by the weight. Right. So they're weighing the truck in and out. They do, yeah. We do know how many birds go on a truck. You do? Yeah. Every time a truck leaves, you know the number of birds? Yep, yep. Is it because there's like a, one of those chrome spinny things at Menards that every time <laughs> one walks through it it's the through. It's the dust on the back of the trailer. They do a... Like one, two, it's a tally. four, five. Yeah, the fifth one's mad because he's got to do the cross. So, so for us, when we have a loadout, we have an actual loader that runs out of the barn, and I run that. And then I have two guys that stand. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Like I wish I had a picture, is it, but it's a is it the same as before? There's a notepad. Draw a photo. Should I draw it out? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, Randy. It would. I'd love it would. To see, never mind. <laughs> it would. Be, I'm not drawing dicks. I'm just not that here. So there's a loadout shoot. Two guys down here at the base. Yeah. No, they're and at the here, top. Right at top center here. <laughs> so it would be very similar to like what what you've seen, but I'm not in a cab. I think probably okay. what you've seen is the guy that is actually running the loader, ha- when they loader brought, has, yeah. yeah, has. So, was, so essentially it's a, it's a giant ramp. Yes. With a chain and conveyor that yeah. slowly turns so that if the birds are dumb and just stand there, it'll slowly like a big escalator. It yes, paddles it them. Is. It is. Yeah, it Go is. Go on now. Yeah. Get in a truck. <laughs> and then you can raise them up to the different levels yep. of the truck. Cause the truck is like yep. eight levels high. Yep. So there's, do any of them ever get like their ankle stuck? Those like, help. <laughs> Got my no. ankle in the paddle. Those those turn up. Those turn I don't up know t- why all turkeys have southern accents. <laughs> those are generally the workers' supper. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but anyway, there's two guys that are on the loader with me, and we we call them stuffers. Which, which probably, you gotta draw I the picture know. now. I, I was just gonna that. stare at her and smile, but then when you when you laughed, but that's yeah, I'm sorry, but that's but that's so what that's stuffers what, are different than fluffers. Sure. I don't know what fluffers are, but yes, I'm sure they're different. Well, it's day and night. <laughs> You're the fluffer. But, but, but they, so there are automatic loaders within the industry. We, I would say, are poor enough that we can't afford an automatic loader. So we have, we have to have like. Stuffers. We, we have to have stuffers. We have to rely on manual labor. So you have um, automatic stuffers? No. No, they're no, they're not oh. automatic. They're manual, <laughs> but they count. I mean, there's a specific number that I tell them per truck, depending on the truck size that they have to put in. You know, each cage. Do they ever? I can't fit anymore. <laughs> they well, well, so yeah. I mean, if I really wanted to like micro, yeah. If I really wanted to micromanage, I mean, I could count each. But there's Swaski wants me to put thirteen in here. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yes, there's always a specific number on each truck that goes to market. <laughs> yeah. No, no questions for the grandstanders. Why, like, why do you put turkeys in individual cages? You should ask it at the microphone. Randy, hand the mic over. Yep. She's my sister-in-law. Yep. yep. Randy's sister-in-law. You have to tell her. Okay. I feel like this is a weird question, but... You should get... 
Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a fifth mic chair right there. Can I touch it? <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna fit in well. <laughs> Sorry, my face super red. Okay, so you know when they all cattle and pigs and horses and stuff, they don't put them in individual cages in a semi. Mm-hmm. Why do you do it with turkeys? Why do they put them in individual little boxes and stack them up against each other? There's no way that you could do a flat floor and not have a whole a whole bunch of them whenever that truck's got to stop and not have a bunch of them kind of sway on each other and kill each other. Yeah. Oh, that so makes sense. you've yeah. got to protect them. That's yeah. going to be probably the biggest thing from just my general guess. You put how many generally do a cage? Okay, so so for us we're raising light hens. So for us we put depending on you know how much they weigh it really Field fluctuates. Costs. It really but it fluctuates from like 22 to 24. Okay. Per cage. So what that relates to each truck is generally 2,592 is, is generally what we fit on a truck. Okay. That's going to be different for like a farmer who's raising heavy toms. So, you know, if you're raising heavy toms, so that's a male turkey. That's, if my name was Tom, I would want <laughs> that as a nickname. But your heavy toms, you know, I mean, they're going to be like 40, 45-ish pounds. So you can't, you know, you can't put sure. 24 of those. You're putting them in individual cages so they can't overcrowd themselves. Right, right. Sure. Yep. It's yep. like baffling in a fuel cell. Exactly. So when you go into the corner, I was, I was thinking all the semi doesn't slide yeah. to one side. Yeah. Yeah. It helps if you put a chunk of foam in the fuel cell so that it doesn't do that. Too soon, Randy. (laughs) 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 Something's going to be found out here. (laughs) Oh, I had a question. I'll I'll talk really loud. (laughs) 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 Pee break. She trusts me. All right, ask Eric. Or does it not work? Are we waiting for Jeopardy music? She said 36,000. Right now you have 36,000? yeah. Okay. So how many of those are still antibiotic-free? All. All. Yeah. How often do you end up jabbing them? We had Do you one, call it the jab? No, because there's no needles. It's all injected oh. in that water. So there's no injections. Sure. We don't have any, you know, back when we had breeders, we used to do vaccines, individual birds, we had to actually- I used to help do that. Terrible job. Yeah. yeah. And we don't do that anymore. That was with a needle? Yeah. One bird at a time? One bird at a time. Oh my and then gosh. And then like, and then like three guys in a row- so, there so was you'd, you'd give them this, like you'd pass the bird to the next guy. You yeah. just kept passing the bird. Three, oh. three or four different And you'd sit there and, and do others. however many. And the needle, the gun, if I remember right, you just pushed it in and it gave it a single shot. Like you didn't yep. have to. There was so you loaded pressure. a gun and you had a thousand rounds, whatever. Yep. 50 and rounds. It, and it was a double needle too. You yeah. That. So then you'd, you'd take the bird and then each shot went in a certain spot. So then if you were this guy, you gave the shot here. Yep. And, then you'd, and then you just... Pushed it in and it gave it the correct dose. And, and we gave a lot more to a breeder because a breeder was more valuable and lasted a, and needed to last a lot longer. Yeah, sure. Know? Whereas a market bird isn't going to, we're only going to have it for three months. And yep. so the chance of it getting all those diseases is so much lower. We don't have to give them all those different so, vaccines. Maybe you already said that, but how often then do you have to give a flock antibiotics? Oh, so since we started two years ago, we've only done one flock. One flock. Yeah, and you we run- usually do eight flocks a year. Okay. And we really. So 16 flocks, you ended up having to, having to you had one. to give one. And it was a pretty big anomaly. It was, it was a situation where the poults that were getting used off of this one breeder farm 
were going to farms that use antibiotics. So nobody knew they were sick because they were getting treated and they were healthy at these other farms. Oh. We were the first antibiotic free farm and these birds came to us sick sure. and they caused all of the birds to get sick. And so then we got to a point where the death loss was, it's just like soybean aphids. We hit an economic threshold. You had to treat. Sure. But the death loss, I think we talked about this, not on the podcast here, but the death loss was still like it, it hit your threshold but explain to the listeners yeah, like so, what that actually so, was. And this is where Erica and I and a lot of people, you know, will do this antibiotic free because that's what the consumer is asking. They have to know what they're asking for. In that case, I think that was a 14,000 bird flock. You know, the economic threshold starts to get into the thousands. You have to have thousands of birds die before it's economically better to, to use antibiotics than to sell because the premium is so high for antibiotics. Free. And the same, you're watching it like, are we just going to lose a few thousand and then it'll be done or, or is this thing just going to keep yeah, going? Yeah, at what point are they going to get over it too? Like right. maybe we waste money on antibiotic because they maybe are already past that point of being sick and the rest are just the last ones that are sick from it. So by the time we used the antibiotic, we were pretty certain we were probably over the threshold, but it was kind of a too late situation. You had to save as many birds as you sure. can. But, yep. but when you say you're going to be antibiotic free – you run that risk of, of having more animals get sick and dying or even just, you know, getting sick yep. because you're choosing not to treat them when we know the antibiotic will do it. And I, I understand why a lot of people get on that kick of, well, they don't have antibiotics in them when we buy the meat because there's that, that uh, withdrawal period. What some consumers are upset about is using antibiotics at all because of antibiotic resistance. And so yep. I get that and, and I can understand that. And that's why we do what we do. And we're, we're fine with that. So, yep. but we, they should it, allow us to use it. It kind of goes the same though. I mean, if, so that's fine. If that's what the consumer wants, the consumer wants to be antibiotic free. Then at the same time, I think they need to understand, like you do know we're going to lose a lot more birds. Yeah. Like, and that's, yeah. And so you, the price of Turkey can like, it might be a little bit more, I don't know if Eric touched on this, but like for your listeners, I think it's important to to make the note that we've been raising, you know, antibiotic free turkeys for almost two years and we've only had to use antibiotics twice. Oh, not so, twice. Did you use them on that other flock? No, no, it's no, it's only been twice. Oh, I thought it was once. Well, no, it's 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 been twice. And both of those were like super extreme cases where, you know, in a flock. They of, didn't use protection. Yeah, the team used Shame on so. them. Damn Poults. <laughs> um, but, you know, those were like really, really extreme um, cases where in a flock of 17, like a little over 17,000, I had a couple days in a row where I was like, I lost 300 one day. And then the next day, I can't, I mean, it was about the same number. So like, that's a lot to lose in a day. I mean, for, for our farm, it's a lot if we lose 15 or 20 in a day. Like if I lose that many in a day, I know that something is up. Um, and that's out of what? A little over 17,000. 17,000 birds. I just like this part. You have 17,000 birds in your facilities. <laughs> and you're talking about losing 15 to 20 a day. Originally, yeah. When Original, we're like yeah. that's that's a standard death loss rate. Yeah, or death death rate, right? Early on. Well, no, but even when they're in the finishers, that's a lot. I mean, if yeah, well, that's fifteen a, would be a lot yes, in a finisher. Fifteen, oh, yeah. 15 would be a lot. 15, oh, yeah. yes. out of seventeen thousand. Uh, yes, yeah. out of seventeen thousand. Yes, if you put seventeen thousand humans in a city, you're going to lose fifteen or more a day, right? I have no idea. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually know, yeah. but that sounds know. like, I, that yeah. sounds That's like nothing. S- yeah. 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 I, it's about the size of Alec, right? 
No, well, I, it depends on if you're staying within city limits yeah, or not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Alexandria is twice as big as you're right. Says I think the is. sign says like fifteen thousand or yeah. something. Yeah, not like a virus. It's like they get sick. No, just, just in any, general. Yeah, like Old age. random. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like how how many? If you have a city of seventeen thousand people, I don't know. Somebody out there that's listening knows, and will email us for sure. <laughs> don't but you? I, don't don't you normally have grand centers who like Google this stuff? We do. Yeah, <laughs> we have two grand centers here. Nobody's googling. I'm working on it. <laughs> They're re-asking the questions back to us. You don't have cell phone reception like, out here. What do you have, AT&T? Yes, I the death Oh, lucky guess. <laughs> 870 deaths per 100,000. So divided yeah, by five. What did you say first? Per 100,000? 800 something. Well, I don't per, know yeah. if it's per day. Just move Eight, 870 per 100,000? No, because that'd be almost 1%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would that would be off a little. So, but if I could give you an like an example, so the flock of poults that I got last week, so today they're they're nine days old. And this flock, I mean, it's very healthy. I haven't had any problems, and I other than the one you stepped on. <laughs> no, I, you're gonna you're gonna kill more that way than anything else. That's the that's the biggest danger. Heaven, heaven forbid you trip and fall. <laughs> you take out half the flock. Yeah. Was that a fat joke? It's like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this flock that I have right now that is that's nine days old, literally the last almost week, I've lost anywhere from three to six a day. That flock size is fifteen thousand, so it's a little bit smaller than what we've talked about. But that's a very healthy flock and that's very I would say average for us, you know, when they're healthy. So when you get to three hundred a day, that's a something serious oh, is going on. Something yeah, yes. And generally like I would say, like, when I think of back on my flocks that are sick, you know, I'll have one day where it'll be, like, I'll have maybe, like, 40. I mean, it'll be somewhere, like, 40, 60, like, kind of high. The next day, it'll be, like, boom, over, like, 150. I mean, it'll be well over 100, and then it doubles, you know? So in a matter of, like, a couple of days, it'll get really, really high, and it'll stay high for, like, a day or two, and then sometimes it'll just, it'll either stay high and kind of plateau, or it'll maybe kind of drop a little but it's always going to remain high but yeah that's kind of like the mortality pattern that we tend to see and really like generally when I have problems with sick turkeys and, and this is just on like on my farm like some other turkey farmer may say something totally different we generally have had problems in our brood barn and you know sometimes it's when they're like three weeks old and they maybe have picked up something but like the two times that I've had to treat our turkeys it's because our poults have come to us sick. So like they've come with some sort of a bacterial infection that, you know, like you notice the day after they get to your farm, you know? And so it's something that, that they've come with that you really like, unfortunately you just, you can't do anything about which really sucks. Yeah. Like the ride might've been chilly on the way over or something. No, I, I think it's more than that. Like they have some sort of like a bacterial infection that they either, you know, picked up like from their moms, the environment that their moms laid their eggs in. Or maybe the the hatchery itself, but like, so like an example that I'll use, and Randy, you can probably like relate to this because you worked on our farm. But if you think about the environment of a of a lay barn, you know, so like where those breeder hens are laying their eggs, like when it's, it's different than a lay house, totally different deal. <laughs> yeah, yep. but like so so imagine no stuffers. <laughs> fluffers <laughs> <laughs> but like like just you know imagine how hot this summer was so a breeder hen when her cycle how long that she'll lay eggs is about 28 weeks so 
you know, if she has spent the majority of her cycle in this really, really, really hot environment this summer, you know, bacteria thrives in, you know, warm conditions. So in summertime when it's really, really hot and, you know, you've got whatever hens in there and poop, like that's a really good environment for bacteria to just thrive and grow. And if you're laying eggs in an environment that can be dirty like that, and there's management tools, you know, like one thing that we did when we were breeders, and maybe Brandy, you did this, but we would clean the mats in our automatic net, you know, so like, like there's certain things that you do as a breeder to keep your environment clean, but there's only so much you can do when they're in a barn, right? So certain environments, anyway, um, those eggs are laid in, you know, eggs are very porous material. So if they're laid in a really dirty environment and then they go um, to the hatchery and they're placed in an incubator, well, incubators are also very warm. Um, in that's a environment that is just bacteria thrives in. It's like a Petri dish. Yeah. It's, yep. Yeah. So, you know, if you have poults that are just in the shell and then when they're hatched, if, if it's just a really dirty environment, and then you bring that to a farm, you know, they're kind of are setting them up to fail almost. Zach, you're smiling. Yeah. <laughs> well, I so that was kind thought. of a long explanation. <laughs> I just had a super troopers thought. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> where do you get the birds from? The the hatchers? What do you call them? The, yeah. So we get them from a hatchery. The from a hatchery. Right. Different than the one we got the pizzas from. Tonight. I was going to say, it's Different not, the, not the hatchery, Lowry. <laughs> yeah. Do the, Fun fact, that was a hatchery. It was. Which is why it's called the hatchery. Yeah. It was. Do all their birds go to a antibiotic-free farm? No. Nope. Or do they know? There's no, at that point, there's no different. There is. The hatchery knows that we are an antibiotic-free farm. They, so are they, are they doing anything different ahead of time before? I hope so. <laughs> but for, I don't, for your birds? But what would, what would that be even? Well, I don't know that I can totally 100% answer that. I mean, there is a little bit of a disconnect just because I don't work at the hatchery. But sure. But but because prior, you know, we were a, a breeder farm. I mean, I know people at the hatchery. And so, I mean, the turkey industry is pretty small. So they know that my farm specifically is antibiotic free. They know that whatever, Joe Schmo's farm. So they're maybe wearing farm. gloves or something. <laughs> Sure. Protection. Protection. Yeah. So like, for example, when we were breeders, you know, we did Maybe towards the last. breeder We're <laughs> <laughs> on the couch. He plays his cards right. <laughs> I'll be on the couch. I ruined it for him. <laughs> but when, when we were breeders, you know, there were changes in the industry like towards the end. And, and one of the kind of requirements is salmonella surveillance, I'll call it. So like once a week in all of our barns, we were testing for salmonella. And that was basically to determine like what strain of salmonella do you have in your barns? Because that, you know, to a certain degree, that is a food safety issue. So if, if a breeder farmer is positive for a certain strain of salmonella, those eggs will actually be um, treated or dipped in like a disinfectant type product. And then placed on farms. And so any egg that would be, you know, treated or like dipped like that. <laughs> I, you know, we can't talk about anything serious. <laughs> why, why would you come here and be serious? I'm sorry. Cause they're I asking gotta... me serious questions. This is off the husk. Erica. <laughs> well, then don't ask me serious questions, but it, so like any egg that would be, you know, treated. 
<laughs> would not be played. Uh, enough with the sexy talk. <laughs> Leave that for day. We night. get it. You don't have a kid tonight. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> Any egg that is treated would not be placed on a on a farm like mine that's antibiotic free because they've been previously treated. Sure. So you want you want the safest eggs, yeah, so yeah. to speak. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Rhiannon's got a note that she's been hounding me about for quite Ooh, some time. Are those taped to a bag? I would call this a nutsack. It's a bag of pistachios. <laughs> Why is it green? <laughs> Here are pistachios, so you don't have to pee. You will just. I don't understand, Rhiannon. <laughs> You're a teacher. You go ahead and read that. <laughs> really? Is that a thing with pistachios? I don't know. Read it out loud. You read it out loud. <laughs> it doesn't seem to match anything. Can I read it out loud? Absolutely. That's what Rhiannon's been waiting for. Besides, we have a her, guy that'll edit out if he needs to. Her are pistachios. So you don't have to pee. You will just shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to know the backstory behind that. Like, who, who, wh- which, which of the boys talked you into this? It clearly wasn't. Neither of them. They were in the shed. They're in the shed. It wasn't my kid because he would have said shit the bed, not mm. your pants, not your pants. Yeah. So, so is it do pistachios make you poop <laughs> your pants? Your <laughs> Come on, nurse, Google this. Googling. Google. Google. There's some pistachio farmer freaking out right now. <laughs> like, we don't make you shit your pants. <laughs> I need to get on the podcast and explain this. <laughs> As a pistachio pant pooping? Yeah, I just said do pistachios and then it said make you poop. <laughs> <laughs> it did. That's because they're listening. Well, Mark Zuckerberg was listening. Well, <laughs> since pistachios contain fructans, eating too many of them can cause bloating, nausea, or abdominal pain. Okay, that did not answer. There was no anal leakage in there? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, That's what the doctor that. said. Ammons. There was no anal leakage Ammons. in there. Ammons. Oh, that's Ammons. 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 That's not pistachios. Yeah. Pistachios. <laughs> what other serious questions do you have? She wants to be serious. No, I'm no. Do you have I'm any very, well. very serious questions? <laughs> Being sarcastic. Do do the stuffers know that they're called stuffers? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and proud of it. And proud of it. I get to be a stuffer today. <sighs> that reminds me of stuffing, though. When you're, when you're talking to a turkey farmer about the stuffers, you don't like stuffing. No. How how about if it's oh yuck. Like just gooey. Mushy. Some people can ruin like stovetop stuffing. Just like the the simple, plain old stovetop stuffing. Have you ever had it? I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I like, any stuffing I've ever shoved in my mouth. I like I that immediately stuffing, regret the decision. But when a lot of other people make stuffing and they make it really like gooey or just I don't know what, it's it's not good. Stovetop is good. You can't beat stovetop no. stuffing. Stovetop is Isn't that shit like in a box? You just throw some water on it and warm it up. Yeah, I think so. So it's like ramen noodles. It's like ramen noodles, but, for but bread cubes, kind of yeah. seasoned yeah. bread cubes. Yeah. 
Yuck. American it's good. Some rum. people make almost like a like a stuffing pudding, I would call it. Oh, <laughs> that's so bad. I'd rather drink a Mick Goldie light. <laughs> I'd eat or a the blue shit out of some stuffing sake. before I drink a Miller light. Hey. <laughs> you like stuffing? Um, she likes Blue Moon, so yeah. I like Blue Moon, yeah. <laughs> Ish. Do you guys eat turkey a lot? That's a good. Yeah, the question was coming from the audience here for the listeners. <laughs> Do you buy rotisserie chicken or Randy? <laughs> what the f- Randy? <laughs> yeah, you gotta raise your hand, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, that's sweet, bud. Made a stand for it. Onyx is very into building miniature sprint car wings lately. Looks good. You owe me seventeen dollars for the tin. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's okay. It's okay. Not only do I owe you seventeen, but I also wasted forty dollars for it. <laughs> I forgot the original question. Do you eat a lot of turkey? Like when you step on one wrong, do you eat turkey that night? We're having pult. <laughs> pult bites for supper. Nuggets. Hey, I tripped in the barn today. We're having pult bites. Do you, ever, do you ever call Eric on your way home and be like, Eric, would you start a pot of boiling water? I stepped on a pult. <laughs> Could you meet me down at the barn with a shoebox? <laughs> I have supper. <laughs> Does that answer your question? <laughs> Not even close. It, it, it didn't, but that does. <laughs> we don't eat baby turkeys. <laughs> uh, I mean, we do eat quite a bit of turkey. Is there a time or a size where it's acceptable to take it home and eat it? Like off of our farm? Yeah. So before every flock goes to market... I don't like how you're already starting out with a serious answer. <laughs> Sorry, that's just how I am. Make a dick joke or don't something. Don't ask me to come on your podcast. <laughs> Maybe Eric should answer. <laughs> you don't like my seriousness. You want, you want them to have fun or learn? <laughs> well, I feel both. like we've, we've learned both. a bit too much so far. <laughs> Both. That's why. That's why I'm handing it over to Eric to answer this because he. Oh, it's an easy one. Yes, has, we do sample for antibiotics and other things. Yes, because the, the the shipping plant has to test all flocks to make sure that they're ready to be marketed and not have anything in them. So we have to do that, which means we actually have to take a few birds, which right. means we'll slaughter them. And so there's some turkey breasts. There's like six, six a flock. Yeah. So, so we don't. So we don't waste. The, I mean, we, so you, we use. Well, those so you you harvest a few birds. They take their fat and they do a fat sample that has all the potential to have okay. antibiotics. Whatever, so then you know more than that. So I. you send off just the fat or yeah. whatever part they need to test to make sure they're yeah. pure. And, and you could throw that turkey into the, the compost pile, but we choose to take the meat. Well, and why it. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't right. you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We have to kill it. So I was going to ask you. Well, that was one of my questions. I was thinking of is, is well, how do you do they test for that? So that's. Yeah, they that's do. when they so, test, yeah. Yep, so they test for that, and then we also pull blood and send in blood, and what we're testing there is for avian influenza. So how do you decide which four birds get to go? It's got to be random, and it is pretty well random. Which everyone looks at you funny in the barn. Oh, uh, yeah, if like, there's like a cranky one. Yeah. 
Or the, do you or get the those? first, or the first are they one? like cows? Like you get a cranky mm-hmm. one every time you walk in there. That's you like did you're it just sick of dealing with that bird. <laughs> There's certain ones that when you're doing chores that like will literally follow you through the whole barn. I mean, and I don't know. Like the next day when I go in there, is it the same one? I don't know. You, you don't know. tag them. I don't tag them. No, but there, but there are the certain white one should, keeps you following me. A, you should bring a paintball gun with you. So you, you could mark like the one. It's a good idea. Yeah, and then you'd know if it's. So when when we were breeders, we used to mark some of our hens for like with, with a paintball gun. N- no, <laughs> I feel with like paint. it'd still be laying there. With paint. <laughs> I've been marked. I'm marked. Done. No, with with the paint. Clock. With paint. <laughs> so when you go to harvest for. You call it harvest when when you go to take a few to have tested. Is I that, guess I call them my pre market samples. Pre market, yeah. yeah. So when you go, so when you take a pre market sample, is it always on the same day, or, or you just like wake up in a pissed off mood and like today's the day? <laughs> it's pre market sample day. <laughs> or it's the done. fridge is getting a little short. You're like, you know what? We need to do some sampling. <laughs> so, so it actually, so we have to take those samples. Three weeks before they go to market. So I generally wait until I know the date that they're going to market. And then I, which is about two weeks before our date. And then it's, it's kind of when I can fit it in, but I know. So like our fat samples, I have to send to Virginia. So I have to account for, you know, mail travel time. Who butchers them? We do. You just do yourself. Yeah. 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 It's just six of them. Ship them down to Virginia. Yeah. Isn't that stupid? Is there no other lab that can sample the turkey fat? I have, I've asked those same questions and I don't really get a good answer, but I think what it comes down to is yes, the lab, they have to have the specific equipment because they're testing for residual, you know, antibiotics. And I think it has to be somewhat affordable for the processing plant to pay for that. So I think it comes down to cost and what lab has the equipment to do that. But like Minnesota is the number one turkey producing state, you know? So Fun fact. Fun fact. So I know I've always thought like, well, for how many turkeys that we process in Minnesota, like why couldn't we do all that testing here? But I don't know. Do you wonder if there's like politics behind the scenes? Like, Somebody has a brother who owns a turkey fat sampling lab in Virginia, so <laughs> so that's they why always they go get there. the bid. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it certainly could be something like that, but yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to finances and you know the lab capabilities, and it has to be a third party. Like our processing plant could never do their own testing for that. You know, I mean, it has to be like a third party testing to basically prove that the product that they are processing it like it is in fact there's no antibiotics found you know turkey market isn't big enough for there to be competition like there isn't competition to be that test site because there's only so many birds it's just it's not like beef and pork where there's so much more to test that this one place can probably handle it all sure so the the demand maybe just isn't there it's not there to build another facility somewhere in the midwest that would make sense. But logistically, I mean, there should be, you know, I I think that, but I'm not, I'm not like a big wig to <laughs> make that happen. Interesting. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever thought about owning your own turkey fat sampling lab? Nope. Never. No, o- no only because I like farming. <laughs> like I don't want to run a lab. You, you don't want to run a lab. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. 
could like partner with the colleges to do it. Well, yeah. So the University of Minnesota is our testing lab, and they've got a site in Wilmer and a site in the Twin Cities that does all the veterinary diagnostics for all animals in Minnesota. But that would be the place because there is no private yeah. testing in they, Minnesota. It's but all they, they would have to. Inve- yes, sir. They would have to invest in that equipment. So I don't know how big of a financial it would have to be a money maker, and I don't know that that's much of a money maker. Yeah. Yeah. No one does anything for fun anymore. No. No, nobody samples birds for the heck of it. Not like the good old days. Randy, questions? Comments, concerns, stories? You know what we should do is we should have a lightning round for all of our guests. You got one? No, I don't have one. Be cool if we did. We talk about one often, but we don't seem to ever get it together. We're not very lightning-ish here. We did three podcasts and attempted a lightning round and it never fit. Never so, got it in there? We, I don't know if we did. <laughs> well, generally, I get to the end of the podcast, and I look down my notes, and it's usually just a drawing of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't drawn a single one because I am mature. <laughs> you have nut sacks on top of your notes. <laughs> Those are pistachios. My daughter keeps bringing me notes and bags of pistachios. This one says open. It's got flowers on it. It's a gift. Brandy, you wrote down Thanksgiving. That you that? We talked about Thanksgiving. That you were going to come back to. We covered that one. Okay. The Thanksgiving flock. Okay. The only other she note I had was that. the uh, antibiotics one. Yeah, mm-hmm. we covered that. Covered that. You still load birds at night? No, not all the time. Our last loadout last week, we started at 2 o'clock mm-hmm. in the afternoon, which and was awesome. Out? It was warm. But were you done by 3.30? No. No? We were done at... Eight o'clock, actually, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, our loadouts are generally around six hours. I mean, it just depends if you, you know, knock on wood, if you don't run into problems, then it's about six hours. Do you run the same stuffers? Seems like a lot of stuffing. Six six hour shift as a stuffer? Right. But there's two of them. There's four. It's called stamina. (laughs) Some of us have that, Randy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've had a couple of afternoons this summer, but usually it's 8 p.m. start time is pretty typical, 8 or 9 o'clock, and then it's... Into the wee hours? 3 or 4 yeah. in the morning is when we get done. Why? Why is that generally the time? I guess, you know, so like if you... Because you're- the truckers were watching Jeopardy, yeah, and they finally got there. No, so yep. the thing that is different, like swine are all, what, 280 pounds roughly when they go to market. Turkeys are light hens... Heavy hands, light toms, heavy toms. So the the processing facility wants to that just could be do- a light tom. <laughs> <laughs> the processing facility only wants to do light hens all at the same time, and so the timing on that day tends to be whatever. Let's say six in the morning. So for us to get them there at six in the morning, we got to start at eight p.m. Uh, and then track that that way. So I that, got you. They want the all the trucks so, to be there first thing in the morning. And all be the same. Yep. And all be the same size birds. And then they'll switch to heavy toms and they've got to slow the chain line down or do whatever's different for them. Do birds get stressed? Like when you load them in a truck and you load them out, do they get stressed and lose weight? The oh, only, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they can. Caught in the chain. Those ones, those are samples. <laughs> <laughs> More fat samples. They can get stressed. And like, you know, our loadout last week, we were loading at two o'clock in the afternoon. Like the sun was out. It was a really nice day, which is great. But sometimes it was actually hotter than hell, I bet. It was hot. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes temperature, I mean, that can be a little bit hot. So you do kind of have to manage that. 
the other thing is, you know, you never want your, your turkeys to be on the truck for a very long time. And there are laws and rules against how long they're on a truck. But that's the other thing. Like we had a kind of an early loadout. So like if they have to sit on a truck, I mean, even if it's, I don't remember what the exact laws are. It can't be longer than so many hours, but you know, they're, they're not eating or drinking for a few hours. And so they can lose some. So I think cattle. So if, if they're on too long, you have to stop and let them out yeah. and they have to get water. Yes. Like, do yep. you have to do that with turkeys? No, they, they don't stop and let every turkey <laughs> let them out. <laughs> no, one no, at a time. It got crazy. We did have, we were at the peak of the worst during COVID when the lines were getting shut down. There was a night where they were not getting employees showing up. So they made Erica call every time we loaded a truck and check and see how the next, how the people how were showing up at the facility at three in the morning. To know if you should load the next load. Exactly. Yeah. And they stopped us. We had to do another load the next night because they didn't have enough employees working. But what was really bad was we were being told by the truckers that they were being told that they were going to ship our birds to Utah because there was no other place between here and Utah that was going to do the slaughtering. And how long can a bird stay on the truck? Not that long. Not that long. That like not from here to Utah. Yeah, like that would have been. That's pretty inhumane. We would have been protesting. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. would have been pretty pissed. Yep. Wow. Or followed along to let them out halfway there. Right. <laughs> count them on Come the way here. off. Count Come them here. Right. Come here. Like, gosh. Yeah. 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 We lost Meredith. <laughs> Meredith. <laughs> but, you know, that, so like in the state of Minnesota, there's either seven or nine processing plants just specifically for turkeys in the state of Minnesota. And that's one of the reasons why we're number one. I mean, that's, that's part of kind of that whole picture is because there there's processing plants throughout the entire state, you know, northern, central and southern part to process those turkeys. And so they don't have to travel very far. You know, they don't have to be on a truck that long because as a state, we're set up for that. So when, when I helped a few times load out barns, I want to say, did we start early in the morning or did we start like eight o'clock at night? I don't remember. This has been like 20 years ago. And I was what, thinking at that time it was... Because the birds did not like to walk out of the barn when it's into the light. Yes. That's a big part of it. So they would load at night or early mm-hmm. morning. I don't remember what. Anyways, dark. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a really big part of it. The other thing, so like with the breeder hens, you know, that time it would have been breeder hens. So they're like a year and a half old. You know, they're more stubborn. Like they don't move. Like they're like an old hen. You just sit well, there and cluck. Right. Yeah. yeah. Damn yes. old hens. I know. Yeah. But they but but there's a lot of truth to that. And part of that is because they wanna they wanna sit down and they wanna lay an egg or sit on the eggs that they've laid, you know, and so they just like they don't wanna get up and right. walk. They just wanna far. sit there. You know, they wanna yeah. sit there. So when you're loading out breeder hens, if you can do it at night, that's that works to your benefit. And so that's just kind of an industry wide thing that you know breeder hens are probably not going to be loaded out during the day it's just a little trick to help make it a little bit easier but they do load out regular market birds during the daytime because they can move sure yeah. so there are you'll oh, see gotcha. trucks moving at 9 yep. a.m noon 3 p.m and then midnight you'll see trucks all day long if okay. you're looking for them yeah why do the birds not want to walk into the sunlight do you like to walk out of a dark barn to the sunlight well, I don't, I don't know about a barn, but I have walked out of a few bars and it's been much <laughs> brighter out than I wanted it to be. Go back in. <laughs> that's, that's hard on your eyes too. Yeah, that is. But 
I don't want your listeners to think that our barns are dark. Thanks, Randy. <laughs> they're well, not, they could actually check I mean, out a couple I mean, they're well episodes of the Millennial Farm. Well, that's right. just the difference they between could. inside light and inside, real yes, sunlight. Right. Yes. I mean, they could be well lit and still yes. dark. Yeah, no. but I, but no. that's... <laughs> helpful that's real helpful <laughs> i know but i'm just saying like like we have a lot of light in our barns and when it's weather permitting the sides of our barns are lined with dirt. like they are open you know i mean they have so much fresh air and sunlight the, but there's a nice view of the lake in the woods yes there they, is they there is lake air yes it's wonderful yes but there is a different i mean it's like going from the outside of your house into the outside like the middle of the day, right. if the sun is shining and there's no cloud cover, you know, I mean, that's bright for anybody. And so it's the same with those turkeys. They've lived their whole life in that barn. That's their comfort area. That's where their food and their water is. And so then if you try and chase them out into the sunlight, like that's not comfortable, you know? So Ryan, uh, a California farmer. Yeah. So they have chickens. So they're classified as a free range chicken Yeah. because the side of their barn opens up. And the birds can walk 20 more feet outside right. of the barn. Yeah. Yep. But the birds are always inside the barn. Right. Yeah. yeah. They have the choice to walk outside, yeah. but they don't go outside. Yeah. Well, every yeah. time that we first started loading out birds, I freaked out whenever there was a bird that was walking out because we don't have everything completely tied up tight then. Like they could just get out the door that we have open up or whatever. And I would freak out and go chasing it. Well, now I don't, I've, I've realized I don't need to because they It'll spend two back. minutes outside and then they go, eh. They're like a calf. I'm going to go back in where it's yeah. nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The calf yeah. gets on the other side of the fence. It's yeah. not going anywhere. No. Yeah. That or they see the coyote. Yeah. 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 Nope. <laughs> send, them, send them back home. Yep. Yeah. Well, we had an escapee two loadouts ago that I found three days later because its face was in a barn looking into the other birds and saying, let me in. <laughs> like I drove up and I saw it. You there. guys? Yeah. <laughs> let me in. Where have you been? You, you know, like, need to let me in before they sample it, me. Yeah. <laughs> was it a different age bird too? So it's yeah. like, whoa, yeah. there's a giant <laughs> bird looking <laughs> in our barn. <laughs> like, what are you, freak? <laughs> Andre the giant turkey. <laughs> Look at the creepy heavy Tom staring in at all us holes. <laughs> All those birds had never seen a bird bigger than that. No, there's this big bird standing there looking at them. Giant Cold War experiment bird. <laughs> did you did you sample that one or yeah, did you catch sample that one? You didn't good. catch the truck? No, we didn't put it back on a truck. <laughs> on its own truck? Yeah. Strapped it down right on back. its own truck. Like, God damn it, I gotta haul this one to Wilmer myself. <laughs> Wilmer's not doing that size today. Take it to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, you mentioned that cattle, if they're on a truck for a certain amount of time, they got to get off the truck. Yeah. I did not know that. Where do they let them off at? There's places like that. There's like corrals. Really? Where they can stop and let the cattle off for a day, get some water, eat some hay, reload suppose, up the next huh? day, continue on. So is it like a 12 hour, 24 hour? I couldn't tell you any of that. I mean, That's I could probably make some. I, I think it's 18 hours. Well, obviously, they yeah. cannot do that with Definitely. birds. Definitely. No. So that's just not an option. Like right. those birds got to get from point A to, to B. B. Yeah. Yep. So they'll run. I know like the dairy around here, I think they still run cattle down in Mexico. Oh, they're calves, right? Yeah. I think yeah. they do the calving down there yeah. or, or something like that. The dry cows are down there, whatever, but they'll run uh tag team trucks. So there's two truckers in there. So that truck never stops. Oh, sure. Like, so that they don't one, have to do one that. guy's sleeping in the sleeper while the other guy's driving. Yep. So they can make it. But yeah, there, there's, sense. there's a time frame where, 
the you have to let them off. They have to have access to water for a certain amount of time. Reload on, and then go. Sure, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What it is or any of that, I have, like someone could email Becky and let us know. Maybe we need like a heavy animal hauler on the podcast. <laughs> heavy animal hauler. Yeah. Somebody. I'm gonna say. Preferably somebody with a W900 Kenworth with a C15 cat under the hood. I've got a buddy who listens to this that does that. that does was, he have a W900 with a C15? He does. For real? Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Do I know this guy? Um, or girl? There's definitely I'd, been some stories where he's been involved in my growing up. Yep. Does he want to sell that truck? Uh, no. Damn no, it. it's pre-emissions, so definitely not. It's pre-emissions and pre-e-logs. So so he keeps his own book. He's still paper. Yep. Nice. So I don't know Is he local? that date either. Yeah. Mike Baumgartner. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, the I went to daycare with him. You were at Ice to Daycare? <laughs> yeah. So you know <laughs> you know the second. Todd? Timmy? Timmy did daycare? The <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, yes, I did. It's very um, good so I don't know what year, but there is a, I think there's a year on trucks that they had to go e-logs. Yeah. I don't know. So what and year if you're that pre that, either, you can still run paper if you choose to, or, or, or you can do some funny numbering stuff. You can make things work. You can, there, there are gray areas everywhere. <laughs> right. You just got to look for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else? So feed, I think we talked feed a little bit before. Will you grind your own corn for feed? We don't anymore. Probably like when you worked for us, we did. Yep. Where that really didn't work for us was in 2012 when corn was like $7 a bushel. Yeah. Um, those were the good old days. Those were the good old days. Yeah. But that did not work well for turkey growers, <laughs> like particularly being breeders. We were mixing feed and using corn, you know, that we couldn't capitalize on like the cash market. So we were feeding turkeys that were laying eggs for us that we couldn't sell because the hatchery wasn't buying the eggs because turkey growers, like what we are now, weren't buying turkeys because they couldn't afford oh. to feed them. Oh, man. So we were feeding $7 bushel corn to turkeys that we couldn't. You were eating scrambled like, eggs oh. for yeah, like every like meal. Living on, yeah. It's kind of like the cattle guys out west, like Mike and Aaron were talking about with our Wyoming life, like guys that have cattle. Families that have cattle they get can't to a get point. rid of them. They can't get rid of them. Yeah. Can't afford to feed them. Yeah. Nobody will take them. Yeah. That, that's happening here. I was at the Fergus sales barn earlier this summer where they were trying to sell back cow calf pears and they could not sell them back because nobody else would buy them to feed them out. That's there's crazy. no feed here either. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. So we buy feed out of an elevator in Wilmer. Okay. Now, and we have for, I don't know. Does it come pre mixed with oregano in it? <laughs> it doesn't. No. <laughs> no. Nope. So Tina wasn't here yet, but they're talking the essential oils. That turkeys? For the turkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how yep. dare you accuse Randy of a dad joke? So Tina told me one time when I had a little too much fun one night and had to work early the next morning that peppermint will help calm your stomach. My mom has told me that too. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Her mom That's made me use means. peppermint during it, my it treatment. It seems too. like there might be more yeah. to this story, Randy. Yeah. Well, so she told me to put one drop of essential oil peppermint in a glass of water and drink a glass of water and that'll help. Well, I felt really shitty. So I took a small glass of water and figured if one helps, like seven should help even more. <laughs> yep. And it was like motor oil. <laughs> I started gagging. 
I started gagging peppermint oh, oil oh, oh, oh. and like it made things worse for like a day and a half. That stuff is pretty concentrated. Oh my, it was so bad, <laughs> but I can't touch peppermint ever since that. But like, do any of you chew gum? Cause no. like sometimes if people have like a headache or like a stomach ache, they'll chew some sort of like a mint gum. And it helps. Mm-hmm. I think peppermint schnapps would be the better route to go. <laughs> Yeah, I would. <laughs> that I think. burns going down too. Yeah, that's fine. Huh? But then must it's need, over. Must need more pepper. You don't have to chew it. So moral of the story: <laughs> Randy didn't really up. listen to his <laughs> wife. Well, more is not always better. Yeah, more is I'd not. I'd say more is, not is more better. the. Uh, but I've never tried it again, so maybe it's not. I don't know that. It could be just as bad. I don't know. There might be a turkey grower out there that uses peppermint oil, but I, we don't. Yeah. I don't know. I've got an essential oil story. I'll tell it once the mics are off. <laughs> no, you gotta tell it now. <laughs> you might have heard it. I don't think so. Something on your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's does the, mic, does the mic pick that up? Uh, right, one of the mics, one of your yeah. two mics, might have picked that. So it might not have been essential oils, but he definitely has at some point. That's a good dad joke (laughs) Uh, No Tina I don't want to disappoint you I did not put anything on my nuts So I hadn't had a bowel movement In 17 days 17 Did you exit off on a calendar You just remember the last time you shit your pants Yeah well (laughs) Anyway This is terrible (laughs) I don't know what essential oil it was But my wife told me like this one Will do it did you shit a football? It didn't do it. So I went another day and I'm like, well, we've got to up the dosage. And then I shit a football. <laughs> Between the duels in the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> Did it stick in the duels? So like the rest of the day. <laughs> just coming around every time. <laughs> your, dad, your dad's like, it's kind of like your variable rate fertilizing. Yeah. <laughs> just leaves a little bit. You can, can see the specks across the field. <laughs> I can see dad like, you're Nate. Like, God, oh, you, you seem to have some shit stuck between your duels. <laughs> I'm shoot. Did you shit yourself between the tires? We're going to have really good corn in a few spots next year. So that was during like a planting season? No, we were actually harvesting. We don't plant with the combines. Oh, I, I, we have you John Deere combines. You had me at duels. I didn't, I didn't even pick up oh. that. It was tractor or combine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was. Uh, Did you feel better afterwards? I Probably think, not for the first couple days. No, for the first. <laughs> I think I was in recovery mode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, geez, what happened to you? You're walking like you shit a football. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what happened to the tires on your combine? <laughs> uh, we were talking about turkeys, though. <laughs> <laughs> Try to bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> the segue. How do you? How do you Where the know? hell do you segue? <laughs> I'm out of questions, Randy. Do you have any good ones? Nope. I got one written down, but I don't think that's more of a serious. We'll we'll leave that. <laughs> do you guys have any more you want to add? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's been a good transition. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that might be our ending line right there. <laughs> that might be it. I shit a football. It's been a good transition. <laughs> so that, there's the title of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I shit a football. I shit a football. <laughs> the rest of our lives, people will Google Swatskis and it'll come up, shit a football. <laughs> it'll be, mm, shoot, I shit a football. <laughs> So much better if you know that. <laughs> <laughs>